This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball and whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Web. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. <laughs> Week 11 of the NFL is here. We welcome you inside on the Pro Football Show, to be named later. Zach Sook, TJ Weber here with you on the broadcast. Big Web not on the phone, but his picks are here, and we will give you those throughout the show. Once again, you're always welcome to get involved by calling us on the voicemail inbox number, 314-877-8597. Zach, we go into Week 11. Tough week last week, uh, but I come out on top. little preview. We'll give you all the, the standings and the picks in a second, but... Uh, coming out strong, big web, not so much. You uh, right behind me, and uh, it's getting it's getting fun here the last few weeks. Yeah, it is. How about you in the primetime games? Two upsets, they Woo! both hit. That's what put you over the top this week. Yeah, that was, it did. That was, that was pretty nice in the primetime. Started working. You know, I tell you what, I noticed that the last couple weeks, you and me are very similar on our picks, and big web goes against us. I say, all right, either big web's <laughs> going to make a jump or we're going to kind of separate from him and and we've honestly done good at kind of separating him from the pack right now but it's a long season Zach we kind of see it he was at the top of the leaderboard for a bit and now he uh he falls down he falls down a little bit he's kind of fallen from grace but uh long season ahead still it is a long season however the weeks are already getting shorter what are we now week 10 week 11 week coming 11 up? right week here. 11 coming up yeah. so you get 17 weeks the regular season then it's playoff time so after this only only a couple more left. It's it's kind of crazy. It is crazy, absolutely. So last week, as I mentioned, uh, I am once again the king. I get nine. I'm at 79 total, now leading by six. Zach's the next closest with 73, and Big Web with 71. Zach gets seven wins last week right behind me, and Big Web, oh my, four wins last week. He only had one after the noon games. I mean, rough. Just hate to see it. Yeah, it, it was not like we watched the we watched the game Sunday together, and it was not a good afternoon mm. to be Big Web. Mm, not at all. So again, seventy nine for me, seventy three for Zach, seventy one for Big Web. But a long season ahead for the rest of the crew. Right now, standings wise, Blake Stump eighty points. He's tied for first with Colby Wedwick and Zach Daly. Myself and Matt Jamison tied for second with seventy nine. Tammy Wrestler right behind us with seventy eight. She's in sixth. Mark Hessler in seventh. He's got seventy seven. And Jordan Shrimp, he's in eighth with 75. So back and forth we go. Zach Zook and Kyle Stump in ninth at 73. So it's getting really, really good. I mean, obviously we've caught the leaders. We've heard Blake Stump. We've heard Colby Wedwick. We've heard Zach Daly up there for a while. And now we've all of a sudden come out of nowhere because of the weeks we had last week. Myself, Kyle Stump, Matt Jamison, and Tammy Ressler all tied to the top with nine total wins last week so again it's back and forth anybody's ball game anybody's NFL jersey to win I want to remind you guys though if you see me at the top of the leaderboard if I just go on a tear the next few weeks I cannot win the jersey I might buy myself one just for you know shits and (laughs) grins but I cannot win it so a listener will win it so please continue to fight at the top even if the king takes the crown once again hey so I got a question for you if you win and you do decide to get yourself a little NFL jersey who we getting we get do you already have Stafford are we gonna get a little Kenny Galladay action yeah I have Stafford I have uh I have an old Megatron jersey I have a Barry Sanders jersey 
I wonder if I would just go different, though. I know I'm Those a Lions three fan, favorites. but maybe I would go like a Drew Brees. I always like Drew Brees. Like, even though I'm not a Saints fan, it would be cool to have a Drew Brees jersey. That would be cool. And to I put like a man cave one. or something, you know what I mean? That would be kind of cool. I, I really like Drew Brees. Fun fact, I mean, I have a Rodgers jersey and I have a Favre. Really, the only jersey I have, I had some as a kid that were different teams that I had since grown out of. When I graduated Mizzou, I got this awesome gift from my parents, and it was a Jeremy Macklin signed Chiefs jersey. Oh, nice. So I got that. I may have to break it out come playoff time, be my fair-weathered Kansas City Chiefs fan. Why is he not on the team, by the way? Macklin, what, what's he his was, deal? Well, he was hurt. A lot. I, interestingly enough, I heard a report from like Schefter or somebody like a month, six weeks ago, that said that he was waiting to get healthy to sign because he had a pretty bad injury last year, mm-hmm. I think. And so he's he's getting healthy, and I think he's going to try and play again next season. Huh. Okay. I was wondering what the deal was. You I know? think it was he wants to get healthy before he, he signs, and I think other teams, too, because of his age, because they want to see him work out before they sign him. So I, I think that's part of it. It sounds like the, the Des Bryant thing. I mean, I was saying, why is this guy not signed? Besides the fact that he has locker room issues, he seemed like he had all the talent in the world, but I guess it's his age and everything else and some time off. People said he gained some weight, so maybe that had to do with it. Maybe, you know, Macklin, they were the same way with some some guys, even though he was probably not a bad guy in the locker room. It's still some time off, and uh, you never know how they can react coming back, you know? Yeah, so. no, not a bad guy in the locker room at all. He, he's just, unfortunately, I feel like since... I don't know, man, 2012, 2013. It feels like he's just always been battling injuries. Mm -hmm. That's kind of been, unfortunately, the story of his career, at least in the second half of it. Yeah, absolutely. Again, your thoughts are welcome, 314-877-8597. Well, we're not going to waste any more time. Let's get into Week 11. We go to Thursday Night Football. The Green Bay Packers are heading out to Seattle. Once again, we have another week as a Thursday Night game is actually a game I would enjoy watching a little bit. Uh, Seattle is minus two and a half points, a very low spread, giving Green Bay two and a half. I know the 12s are going to be out, but man, Green Bay played great last week. They needed to. Again, my hot take was if they lost to the Dolphins, bye bye to, uh, oh my God. Bye bye to Chubby Mike. Yeah, what? Mike McCarthy. My God, I couldn't think of the head coach's name. See, that's right there why he needs to get canned. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they win, uh, score over 30 points, and honestly, going to Seattle. Getting two and a half, I'm shocked at this spread. I know Seattle always plays good at home, played the Rams good there as well. But I'm going to take Green Bay. They feel like they're on the upswing now, and I don't think Seattle, if they do keep up with them, it should be a close game. And I see Green Bay winning this by at least seven. Yeah, you know me. I'm a homer. I'm going to take Green Bay as well. This game scares me. I always, always, always hate playing Seattle as a Green Bay fan. From the replacement refs, that call a couple seasons ago, that was actually way longer ago. I was, was back bad. in high school. Uh, yeah, the the immacul- when Golden Tate was on the Seahawks. Right, the immaculate reception in the end zone. One coach waving it off. One coach saying touchdown. Terrible. Hilarious still photo. Ugh. Excellent photography that will forever be enshrined as that season when we go back and look on that year. And then you have the comeback in the NFC Championship game that the Seahawks pulled on the Packers. They have not fared well against Seattle it feels like in recent years one of the 
biggest problems that Seattle has posed to Green Bay, though, has been Marshawn Lynch. He always kills the Packers, and he's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. They beat them last season. But Aaron Rodgers 0-3 whenever he has to go to Seattle. Can he break that trend? I think he can. I think Green Bay, despite their losses, has been playing better. Uh, They faced the class of the NFL and the Patriots and the Rams in back-to-back weeks, then took care of business and smashed the Dolphins at home. I think they're right where they need to be. They need to get this one to finally get over 500 and contend. If they don't, you're right back behind the eight ball again where it's, you know, you lose another game or two, your your season's probably over. So they got to get this one. I think they'll have a lot of urgency in Seattle, and I expect Green Bay to win it. All right, so clean sweep. We all have the Green Bay Packers. Again, it's always tough giving Rodgers points. It's always tough, but in Seattle, it could be a fun game, but should be a good one on Thursday night as well. Uh, we move on to the first noon game of Sunday. Tennessee heads out to Indianapolis. The Colts are minus two and a half points. Huge upswings for both these teams last week. Titans blowing out New England, thirty-four to ten. Uh, late kind of garbage touchdown, which made that you know it could have been should have been twenty-seven to ten, but it was a late touchdown. But still. I mean, the first time that the Patriots have lost to the Titans since 2002, it's the same team that blew out the Titans in the playoffs last year in the first round and embarrassed them. And on the other side, the Colts 29-26 win over the Jaguars. They have three straight wins for the first time since 2015. I'm going to take the Colts in this one. Uh, I just, for some reason, I obviously have been talking about Tennessee being a whatever type of team this whole year, and I just think that in this game, Indianapolis minus two and a half. They got the better offense. I think last week was a, was a fluke for the Titans. I think you kind of saw the Colts as they are every week. Uh, not a great defensive team, but an offense that can score at will. They were up by two touchdowns a lot of that game against the Jaguars. Jags came in and covered very late in that contest after a, a turnover. Um, so in my opinion, I think Indy's going to cover this. I don't think it's even going to be close. I think they could win by 15 point or 14 points, and I think uh, you know two and a half is way too low. So give me Indy. I'm going to take Indianapolis as well. I've kind of been on the Colts the last few weeks. Andrew Luck and this team has really won me over. I'm really a fan of Frank Reich. I think that coaching hire is really going to work out, and I think that he is very good, and he's demonstrated that already through the Colts' first nine games. I missed the cover with the Colts by a half point on Mm. that Jaguars game. Damn you, Vinatieri. Just make the (laughs) field goal, and I would have covered it. But they win the game. And while they don't cover for me, they still prove the point of these guys are, they're not, you can't roll them over. This is not last year's Colts. Uh, Andrew Luck is back. He is in full swing, and I expect them to get another win at home and push their record to 5-5. One caveat in this game. I know the Titans are kind of a weird football team, and I think I finally have kind of had this team pegged a little bit. There, the mystique with the Tennessee Titans is they're so weird and inconsistent on the offensive side of the ball, which is what so many people watch, and that's why people think that the Titans then as a team are really weird. I looked up a stat. The Tennessee Titans have the best scoring defense in the NFL through mm. nine weeks. Mm. The best. I never would have guessed that. The, the best scoring defense. They have given up the fewest amount of points through nine games in the league. Wow. They ha- I knew they I mean you know they had a good defense but you didn't even know if it was top 10 or top mm. 5 best scoring defense in the NFL. They have those veterans playing really well over there. I do think Andrew Luck though and Frank Reich ultimately is going to be too much at home. If the game was in Tennessee, I think I'd go with the Titans. It's less than a field goal as well so the the spread is favorable. I think the Colts are going to get the win. 
Yeah, if it was three and a half, I mean, I think I do think Indy's going to get to Tennessee here. I just have a feeling at home they're going to play better. But if it was three and a half, it would have made me think a little bit differently because I could definitely see this being a field goal contest. And the fact that Indy's only minus two and a half at home is, is kind of laughable to me because they're on fire lately. I mean, they're absolutely on fire. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said it. Three wins since twenty for the first time since twenty twenty fifteen. Yeah, three straight wins, wins for the first time. Yeah. So, and you know what's interesting? I I almost LOL'd when I saw this line at first mm-hmm. because Indy was minus three and a half the week before, didn't cover it by a half point, so they dropped him down to two and a half <laughs> just to make week. it cover this time. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny stuff. Yeah. So you and me got Indy. I think it's a good pick. I think they should win at home. They should cover. Dad, uh, he disagrees. He's taking Tennessee. He likes the Titans and uh, likes that number one scoring defense. Never would have guessed that. That's a good stat. I enjoyed that. You wonder if he, t- if he took to the Tennessee because uh, they they topped his they topped his pats last week. He saw yeah. It's, he's riding he's riding the uh, the horse right there. He thinks that they're going to go ahead and play like they did last week. I disagree, but uh, you never know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Next up, we got Pittsburgh heading out to Jacksonville, as the Jags are getting five and a half points at home. That's at noon on Sunday. Jacksonville last week barely lost to the Colts. I will say this, Leonard Fournette back healthy, looked great last week, was one of the top fantasy players on DraftKings out there, and uh, really did good out of the backfield catching passes. He was just being his old self. But now they play Pittsburgh. This couldn't be the worst time for Jacksonville to try to get back on the right foot. They almost got a win last week. They had a chance and uh, came up a little bit short. And now with Pittsburgh, I mean, obviously, an unbelievable game against Carolina last week. Five touchdown passes for Big Ben, 328 yards, went 22 of 25 through the air. I mean, they are on fire. Doesn't matter where they play right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers are very dangerous this late in the season. Give me Pittsburgh. I can't believe it's not seven and a half. It's only five and a half. This should be an easy pick. I'm taking the Steelers as well. I'm. I thought that maybe you or Big Web would take the Jags because of kind of the recent I'm done history. With them. They they covered for me last week, but I'm done with them. I still don't trust them. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. The Jags have historically beaten up on the Steelers. Short history, of course. They beat the Steelers twice last year, right? Mm-hmm. Thrashed them twice in Heinz Field. So I feel like the Steelers did not forget that game, and the Jaguars were not humble in that victory. Jalen Ramsey and all those guys were talking a whole lot of trash, especially after they beat him the second time in the playoffs. And so... The Jaguars are not the same team as they were last year. That defense that was so lauded by Mm -hmm. even myself, it's now 10th in the league, which is still respectable, but the Steelers are going to come in there. I predict this game, I think it's going to be a thrashing. I think they're going to go down there and stomp the Jaguars. Tomlin will be going for two. Antonio Brown will be running all over the place. They will not... Stop. They are going to try and blow the doors off. Try to lock them again? Try to make them a lock again? Eh, I don't know, but I don't know if I'll go that far. I, I think that it'll be a significant, convincing victory for the Steelers, though. All right, so there you go. Everybody's picking Pittsburgh, and no one's giving Jacksonville. Again, this is the, this is the week where we say we're a Jacksonville podcast. It's either been you or me hanging on with them. I think this may be the first week all of us pick against them. You know what's going to happen now. There's going to be a backdoor cover, and Jacksonville's going to play their best game of the season. Five and a half is right in that range where you can score a garbage-time touchdown <sighs> to get it to four or three points. I'm still confident, though. I'm still confident. Everybody's got Pittsburgh down uh, around the table here. Cincinnati heading out to Baltimore as the Baltimore Ravens are minus three and a half points. Again, at home, as uh, Cincinnati last week, embarrassing game. Uh, you know, they thought they were for real starting out with a nice record to start the season, get destroyed by the best team in the NFL, the Saints, 51-14. to Drew Brees passed uh, Brett Favre for second most all-time in touchdown passes. They're on fire. It's a totally different team to look at. The Bengals are a team 
that you don't really know who they are. And especially on the road, too, they're just so streaky. They're just so weird. And they don't really have a great grasp on their offense, which is pretty much their whole team. I mean, honestly, when Andy Dalton's going and Joe Mixon gets his thing going, they look like a pretty good football team at home. Away from home, it's been tough this year. Lost 45-10 to to Kansas City. And then, obviously, gave up that 51 points at home to New Orleans, too. But you look at it against teams that are still bad. They just they just can't win on the road that often. Uh, I I gotta take I gotta take the Cincinnati Bengals still. I just can't pick the Baltimore Ravens. I know everything I just said. You would expect me to take the Ravens after I just trashed Cincinnati. But Baltimore's four and five. That's I, how the I, NFL works. I don't know how people honestly believe that this team's good. I told you four weeks ago they weren't good. They've lost four out of their last five now. And I know they're staying in some of these games. They only lost to Pittsburgh by seven. Only lost to New Orleans by one. This just seems like a game that after a bye week they're not going to be ready. And I think Cincinnati needs to make up for what they did last week. So I'll take Cincinnati on the on the road. Don't love the pick, but I just can't stand picking Baltimore ever. I am going to take Cincinnati also. Sorry for the phones. We have phones everywhere. <laughs> yeah, phones digging everywhere. Was mine going off too? No, it was. I got an <laughs> iPad here. Everything's connected to my iCloud, so it just freaks out on me. Yeah, see, because I felt like I had sound coming from over here too. Yeah, that was that was wacky. It's pretty wild, though. Listen to me. I, I mean, I'm sitting here. I turn my phone <laughs> off, and then I'm like, okay, it's silence. Thank God. And then I hear it in the other room while I'm in the living room, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's my iPad <laughs> ringing crazy. You know, my iPad does that too, actually. And I, you would think like it's such so easy, such an easy thing to just turn it off. Me being just a lazy as oh, shit millennial. No idea. I, yeah. I never switched it, and so sometimes I charge it on my nightstand, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. it'll go, ba-boom, oh, and yeah, I'm just absolutely. Like, shit. Yeah, it just kind of jumps at you, and I'm like, okay, my bad. I should have turned it off, but it's like, <laughs> in the other room, I'm like, what the hell is that? Anyway, sorry yeah. about that. Well, anyway. Continue with your hot take. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the Bengals, too. I agree with you. It feels like that's how the NFL works, right? You get 51 hung on you at home. You're going to go on the road and win a tough divisional rivalry game. That's typically mm-hmm. how it goes. I'm with you. You know I was kind of uh, backing Baltimore a little bit earlier in the season. They had the point differential thing. They were one of the best in the NFL. That's gone away. Like you said, they've lost four of their last five. Their defense isn't bailing out the offense like it was earlier. They haven't been running the ball with Alex Collins as effectively over the last month. And on the contrary to that, the Bengals, despite losing A.J. Green, have still been relevant on offense. This Joe Minkson guy, I'm telling you, he's the real deal. He's only in his second year out of Oklahoma, had the whole domestic violence thing. That's why he slipped and the Bengals were able to get him at kind of a value pick. Uh, sounds like he's cleaned up his act and he's he's really done a nice job returning from midseason knee surgery too and he hasn't missed a beat. He looks really good. I think that the Bengals will be able to go into Baltimore and cover this thing. Three and a half is a little bit too much too because I feel like the Bengals could at least lose this thing by a field goal and then you get the half point cover. Right. So uh, I like the spread and I think the Bengals, I give them a pretty good chance to win this game on the road and get to six and four and effectively end the Ravens season. People suspecting this is John Harbaugh's last with Baltimore. Wow, is that right? I didn't have not heard that. That's been that's been floated around the last couple of weeks, and it feels like it gains a little bit more momentum each time the Ravens lose. What's Joe's What's Joe Flacco's contract situation? Is he close? I mean, that's another one I don't <sighs> see being great renewed. That's a question. Because I, I figured they were going to go ahead and, and when they got Lamar Jackson, use him as kind of a scheme guy right now, but then try to groom him to become the starter later on. You know what I mean? That's what I've heard too, and I've heard that they he is still going to play. He's going to play eventually behind center. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've run a bunch of that, that weird gimmicky offense, the little 
kind of Taysom Hill stuff where yeah. they line Lamar Jackson up as a receiver sometimes, so then they'll have Joe Flacco go split out at receiver, which is... It's never a good idea. Who is better at lining up at receiver, you think? Jay Cutler or Joe Flacco? Oh, they're going to bring up Tom Brady because he dropped a, he caught a pass this week and then just fell on the ground. He tripped over, yeah. what, you know, those Buffalo Wild Wings commercials when <laughs> the things pop out of the ground? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Extended the game. No, Tom Bra- out of those two choices, Tom Brady's the worst, even though you didn't even mention him. But no, who was the other one besides Flacco, you said? Uh, Cutler. You ever see the Jake Cutler is the worst the quarterback vine? ever. I hate Jake, Jake Cutler. You ever see the vine of him, though, like uh, on the Dolphins, where they, ha- they had him split out because they were doing a Wildcat look? The dude literally didn't even get out of his stance. Oh my God. He just stood there. He's such. He's just the biggest like loser. <laughs> Flacco. Do, Flacco's trying to do. Flacco's been doing a little bit of that too. If you catch it, it's pretty funny. I love and hate Jay Cutler. I hate him because he just such. It was such a lazy dude, but he was so funny. Like he made me laugh because of yes. how lazy he was. I hate the dude as a player. Love the dude as a guy. Oh like, my God. Yeah. He just. You ever I don't seen, give a shit attitude. Have you watched any of the episodes or clips from the Very Cavalry show with his wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have he, seen that where he in. says fired, like fire those bitches or something. Doesn't he <laughs> yeah. say something like he's that? I don't know if he says bitches, that. but he says fired whoever. He, he, yeah, I, he's he's pretty funny in that. I've seen some clips from it, and yeah, he, you'll get a couple laughs out of it. <laughs> so Zach and I take Cincinnati. Dad's going Baltimore. He, he believes the Ravens are going to beat uh, Cincinnati. So this could be the week that Big Web cut, catches back up. Or it could be the week where we take a bigger lead. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> Next up, Atlanta will host Dallas as the Falcons are minus three and a half points. Tough game last week for Atlanta. Not good. Uh, I had them especially in my pick four pool. They're the only team that did not cover. Uh, actually, no. Did the Rams cover last week? Did they get a late? Or did, did Seattle? I can't remember. I don't think they did cover. I you're think right, because so. well, they you were had all Seattle. game. No, yeah, yeah you're Didn't right. You? Seattle yeah. covered, yes. So I was three and one, and uh, Atlanta's the only one that screwed me. And honestly, against they screwed you hard. Oh my God, yeah. And against the Cleveland Browns, I'm like, this is a slam dunk. Browns aren't going to score many points. They gave up 209 yards, uh, scrimmage yards to Nick Chubb, two touchdowns. Also had a 92 yard touchdown run. It just looked the defense looked terrible. And I, I said the Falcons were back. They could get a wild card spot. That was a big game for them. I don't know where they're going to go. With that being said, though, I think they're going to cover this game. Uh, minus three and a half at home. Like you said, have an embarrassing game. Matt Ryan was just so mad on the bench like throwing shit and grabbing his hat from from the guy and like freaking out i think he'll be ready to go at home dallas though the only thing that scares me zeke elliott what a game he had last week over 30 fantasy points and against this atlanta defense that matchup does scare me i don't believe it's going to be a shootout enough where atlanta can't keep up i did say that last week but it was on the road against the brownies now atlanta's at home they kind of are a different team at home kind of like new orleans is so I'm going to take the Falcons one more time, minus three and a half. This has got to be a game they have to win to stay even relevant in the playoff contention. Yeah, you get back to 500, you're right back in the thick of the race. Now, unfortunately for Atlanta, they have Pitt, or uh, a bigger part in the Panthers and the Saints ahead of them. And right. That's, that's their biggest hurdle right now. That's what's working against them. But you know how either last week or two weeks ago I said I'd hate picking these NFC South teams that play in the Dome mm-hmm. on the road, especially up north when the weather starts to change? I went against my gut because it was the frickin' Browns and picked Atlanta and... Ultimately, I should I should have known that they it was entirely possible that they could go up there and lay an egg. However, I'm of the same ilk that you are. They are going to get back in the Georgia Dome, and they're going to be a, a they're going to be much better offensively. They have the fourth best passing offense in the NFL to this point. I still don't think the Cowboys are good. I know that they beat the Eagles on the road, and that's great. And 
hooray for them. They're right. still four and five. You beat an Eagles team that's certainly not as good as it was last year. An Eagles team that's down its top three corners. Mm-hmm. And on a night where Ezekiel Elliott rushed for what? Over a buck fifty? Like 150 and he had like 80 something uh, receiving yards, 70, something like that. He ran all over him. So I still don't think Dak Prescott's good. He had exceptional play from his defense. He had a running game and he was facing practice squad players. I I do not care. Throw it out the window. They're going to have to go on the road now again and play the Falcons, another high-powered offense. I do think this Cowboys defense is pretty good, but I I think the Falcons are going to be too much. I think they'll rebound in a good way if Sark could just pull his head out of his ass. Zach has Atlanta. I got Atlanta. And Dad uh, also with the Atlanta Falcons. By the way, let's talk about the red zone opportunities and the, and the goal line stands that were made last week by the, the Browns game. because Atlanta yeah. just – First of all, Hooper gets in the end zone, reaches across the pylon with the last two minutes. Awful you, call. You're down by, what, 16, 18 points? It's 18 points. You have to score, and honestly, Dan Quinn doesn't even think about challenging it. I mean, he yeah. obviously got past it. It would have been a touchdown. Guess what? It takes you two, no, three more plays. It was on fourth down. Hooper eventually got back in right. and got a touchdown. That took a minute and a half off the clock. Then you get another one earlier on where they had a goal line stand and honestly just running stupid-ass fade routes that were not even open. They knew yeah. it was coming. Oh, so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I was listening to a podcast either today or yesterday where they are like, yeah, Sark, you know, threw – Threw the did the thing where he threw four fade routes again down in the red zone. It's just like, so predictable. Same <laughs> yeah. thing happened first week against the Eagles. Same thing. The yeah. red zone off uh, offense He's was not awful. good. Oh, so so Sark is terrible. Yeah, and I, I've I've been able to sniff him out from the very beginning. You have been saying that. Yeah, he, he's he's garbage, man. Like the fact that Julio Jones has. I, he did Two get in the end zone. Yeah, he scored his first touchdown in the season last week, and then scored his second against the Browns. So. Yeah. It, Wow. Yeah, you're right. The 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 red zone atrocity was on full display in that game. Yeah, so Atlanta all the way around for uh, Zach, myself, and Big Web. We move on to Houston against Washington as the Redskins are plus two and a half points at home. That game is at noon. As uh, This one is interesting to me. I believe it Washington's is. an odd team uh, just because – First of all, their defense is legit. I think their defense is really good. Held the Bucks to three points last week. I still don't believe the Bucks are that crazy good, but they're always that team that surges in the second half when Fitzmagic gets going. They're three and six, so they kind of drop out. But the Redskins only were up six to three for a long time in that game. Could not move the ball against Tampa Bay, whose defense is just odd. Defense is just not good. And they went 16-3. to They're a good football team. To me, they're not a great football team. And for that instance, I'm taking Houston in this one. I think that Houston has the firepower to make a big run. I mean, they ran into the bye week last week, uh, which which sucked because they were on a tear. You know what I mean? That's the worst thing you can do is when a team's on a tear, you have to go on a bye week and then kind of try to come back from that. Obviously, you lost Will Fuller a few weeks ago. But I think this team's ready to rock. I think that they have a good shot of making a run in the playoffs, too, if they can stay healthy. And uh, to me, they're going to have a good week against Washington. I just don't see Washington scoring many points against them. So give me Houston minus two and a half. Yeah, I think you're looking at uh, two division winners by the time the season is is over and two playoff teams. I'm going to take the Texans too, though. And I've been on the Redskins. I've kind of I feel like I've picked them a lot this year, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go against them here. Although they're at home, spread really small. Texans are only getting two and a half. Interesting that they're road dogs in this too, with the Redskins being six and three and very good at home. 
But uh, ultimately, I like what the Texans bring to the table a little bit more six than the Redskins do. I mean, one six straight. You can't get yeah. better than that. I mean, you know what is also insane about the Redskins? They have this crazy streak going on so far this year. In all nine of their games, there have they have not played with a lead change, mm-hmm. which is the most Alex Smith stat I've ever heard in yes. my life. If yep, they, you're right. If they score first, they win. If they get scored on first, they lose. Unbelievable. That's crazy. <laughs> it, that, that's insane. I, I really hope the streak stays alive whatever way it goes this weekend. So, But I'm, but I'm going to take the Texans. I, I like Deshaun Watson. I think that offense is a little bit more explosive than the Redskins, although it is a little bit riskier just by trade. Uh, I think the Redskins do a nice job of running the ball and playing defense. I think they're very similar in a lot of their DNA and philosophies. Ultimately, just think the Texans are a little bit better football team than the Redskins. So I'm going to pick them here. I think the Redskins are going to fall to six and four. Seven and three sounds a little too good for the Redskins yeah, too. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Texans. There you go. Clean sweep again. Houston all the way through against Washington at noon on Sunday. Move on to another noon game. Carolina heading out to Detroit as the Lions are plus three and a half points at Ford Field. This game is uh, is tough to pick for me because I love love picking Carolina. However, Detroit is my team, but they're not my team lately because they just have just been awful to watch. Uh, it's been horrendous. I mean, seeing Patricia and the way that offense has been moving, the way he's been coaching, and it's not all him. It's the offensive line. You know, Stafford's getting rocked, and they just without Golden Tate, they just look like a completely different offense. So with that being said, I'm going to take Carolina. They got their ass kicked last week by Pittsburgh. I just think they, like you mentioned earlier before the show, they have just a lot of hate, a lot of anger, <laughs> a lot of resentment, even though they're having a great season. Cam might be Mr. kind of showboat because that's just the way he is. But uh, they're 6-3. and three. They're trying to keep up with New Orleans. They're trying to get that top wild card spot. If not, catch New Orleans if they start sliding. I think Carolina's going to come out firing on all cylinders. And unfortunately for my Lions, I think they're going to lose by like 21, straight up. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Panthers are going to win. Roller coaster Cam had a bad week last week. And he, I think he's going to have an upswing this week against uh, Matt Patricia's boys in Detroit. Uh, thank you very much, Steelers, for beating the hell out of Carolina last week because I think that's why the spread is only three and a half. Yeah. Doesn't that seem just so low for this so game? So low. The way Detroit's been playing, this is a gift Yeah, for, for Carolina fans. And, I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, I just – oh, no, I should say it's a gift for Detroit just to be honored with three and a half. It just – Amazing. It should be six and a half, seven and seven and a half, maybe. It really should. There, yeah. I mean, the Carolina's six and three, Lions three and six. Boy, so that's what they typically give you three points if for home and road. So they're basically saying that they think that this game is. They think that these teams are fairly even, and I just, I simply disagree. Yep, <laughs> to, absolutely. To be candid, I th- I think that the Panthers are a much better football team. I think they'll get to seven and three fairly easily. All right, so Carolina for me and Zach. Dad going with Detroit. He likes Detroit at home. I think I agree with him. He said something interesting on Sunday. I think he, he was saying at one point they have to have their comeback. They have to play good football again because they just have too many weapons. I disagree with that. I mean, I don't think there's many weapons there. Carry on Johnson, Matt Stafford, but the receiving core is pretty diminished. I mean, Matt, Marvin Jones has been here and there. Calladay has been here and there. You trade Golden Tate. I just don't know. I, there's not There's not much there. I got a question for you, too, with you being a Lions fan. How do you feel about the whole Jim Bob Cooter thing as the offensive? He gets so much hype every year, and they think that he's probably going to get hired away as a head coach in Canada again. What, do you, how, what have you thought of him? I, I've been fine, but again, I don't put a lot of a lot of, for that offensive coordinator just because I think Stafford can make anybody look good. I really can. And the fact, though, that they're struggling now with Matthew Stafford this year, 
it just it, it hurts because the offensive line is just trash. I mean, literally Khalil Mack ran over Taylor Decker this, this last week. Ran him over like a train and took down Matt Stafford. You should see that video. It's embarrassing. It's so bad. But that you can't coach against that. So I don't I don't blame the offensive coordinator. To me, I, I just don't look at that that much. I mean, unless it's a scheme like New England, I honestly think that Stafford is a quarterback that can just make anybody look good or bad. So I mean, he's done fine. I just don't think he's done anything that special. You know, running pretty much deeps, long post to Marvin Jones, or running right. a little under or even a screen pass to Golden Tate. It's nothing crazy. And then carry on Johnson's helping that offense this year, but that's what the offense has been. Screen passes to Tate, long to Jones, maybe to Galladay, and that's about it. There's not really anything special. Tight end, we haven't had a top tight end really ever uh, because Ebron was supposed to be that guy. Bust, Scheffler maybe yeah. was the last one. Pettigrew maybe. Pet- I liked Pettigrew. Pettigrew was okay, but you know what I mean. Like there's, there's, There needs to be more weapons. There's just not enough weapons. So, so okay, that that kind of aligns with where I stand on this take, which I feel like is a little bit of an unpopular one, at least based on what the mainstream media and the little bird on Twitter tells me. I don't think Jim Bob Cooter's that that special. I don't no, think he's, he's bad. I, I think, don't think he's, he's okay. special either. I, I hear about how he's so dynamic and he's such a good offensive coordinator. I think the McVeighs, the Shanahan's, the Nagy's of the world. Well, you look around the league and you see what they're doing with rookie quarterbacks that have a lot less talent than Matt Stafford. Yeah. Can you imagine if they had one of those guys? I just, I don't see it. And I did a, I did a all routes game for the Lions like a couple weeks ago, right? For Pro Football Focus, and that was the first time I had watched the Lions like every pass play, and it was. I just looked at it and I'm like, "There's not really a whole lot here. It's no, kind of it's very Matt, simple. Matt it's Stafford, very, throw it down the field. That's, that's about basically it. what it is. See if something breaks. That's about it. That that literally is the offense. It's, so yes, yeah, so there's my there's my hot take on your Lions. No, I agree with that. Uh, Zach and I have Carolina. Dad does take Detroit though at home plus three and a half. Final noon game we have Tampa Bay heads out to the New York Giants. Giants are minus half a point. The Giants are minus half a point. They get a big win, and I say big win because it was their second of the season, uh, against the Eagles this past week on Monday Night Football. I should say the Niners. I'm sorry. They beat the Niners. They're now 2-7. and seven. Um, well, I don't know why they're favored. I don't know why they're favored. I, I told you I thought eventually the Giants would bounce back. They still struggled against 49ers. Both just not great football teams. The Bucks. I don't know what happened last week. They just looked terrible at home against the Redskins. I still believe they can score a lot of points. I just think that they're going to be able to roll in this one. It spreads way too low. I I, I can't believe that New York really? that the Giants are favored. I just don't get it. I know Tampa's Tampa doesn't seem good on paper, but they can score points. The Giants can't do anything. The Giants have been a terrible football team all year. I'm not going to watch this game. I don't really care. I just yeah, think Tampa either. will cover it. That's all I got. Uh, I don't have much analysis for this one either, and I may end up losing a game here. But I'm actually going to take the Giants for the simple fact that I feel that there's nobody on the Bucks that can cover Odell Beckham, and I feel like there's huh. nobody on the Bucks that can stop Saquon Barkley either. I feel like, especially the Giants at home, and it's a pick em here, that's that's why I'm going to take them in the Meadowlands. I wonder how well the Bucks are going to travel. I'm assuming it's just going to be ice cold up there in New York mm-hmm. this Sunday. So I'll, I'll go out on a limb. I'll take the Giants. Uh, they're a game worse than the Bucks at 2-7. and seven. They almost got beat on a last-minute last drive by Nick Mullins and Kyle Shanahan, but they still got the win, and I picked the Niners in that one. So I was a little bit uh, surprised and at least finally saw a little life from that offense. So I'll, I'll pick them to get a, get a win here at home and uh, satisfy hold, hold off uh, the New York media another week. 
The Bucks, after starting 2-0, they have now lost six of the last seven. Nice. I will say this, though, Zach. This is why I like them, because they do score points against decent football teams. Scored 29 against Atlanta in Week 6. Yeah. Scored 34 against Cincinnati in Week 8. Scored 42 against Carolina, in, or I'm sorry, 28 against Carolina in Week 9. But they lost all those games, but you can see them playing good teams and scoring on them. I don't think the Giants are going to be good enough to come back at them. I could be wrong, yeah. but they haven't been able to score against anybody this year, so I don't know. Well, yeah, the Giants' defense will certainly have to have to play a little bit better 100%. if they are going to win this game because you mentioned it. You like offense. You like passing. Bucks are the best passing offense in the NFL so right. far, and right. they've been working with Fitzpatrick and Winston. Now, again, part of it's because they get down like 28 to nothing, and they're thrown against prevent for three quarters. So <laughs> <That's true. laughs> take from that what you will. But the, the Bucks do – Throw it through the air. They got some nice weapons in Mike Evans, O.J. Howard. They score points. All right, so Zach takes the New York G-men, and Dad and I go with the Tampa Bay Bucks. You like Say that? Say your Berman. That's my Berman. The G-men. G-men. The do the, Raiders. Do the, yeah, do the Raiders for this next one. All right, so uh, here we go. First 3 o'clock game, uh, the Oakland Raiders <laughs> head out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, as the Cardinals are minus 4.5 points. Points. They covered last week, Zach. I told you 16 and a half is too damn much. I don't care who they played. They played Kansas City all right. They played Kansas City all right. Uh, offense didn't look great, but the defense held in there a little bit. And uh, they covered 16 and a half, lost the game by 12. They're 2 and 7. And uh, it's tough, man. Whenever you're losing four and a half points, Arizona, because they're still not a good football oh, I team. Know. <laughs> but if it was anybody. Going against them, that I would take Arizona, it would be Oakland, and yeah. that's who they're playing. So give me the Cardinals. Oakland is a terrible team. Gruden looked disgusted on Sunday. I mean, he looked like he wanted to puke all over himself. It As was he terrible. Should. Derek Carr lost a terrible fumble, and all he did was just shake his head and said, I don't know what to do about this. My, my team blows. So give me Arizona. Anybody against Oakland ever. Yeah, I mean, I, al- I almost, almost have a shred of sympathy for Gruden, but I don't because he's making $100 million and his team's shitty because he traded away all their good players. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals too, <laughs> believe it you or not. To, yeah. I, th- I think Rosen's going to cover four and a half, which is just insane. You know the Raiders have scored one offensive touchdown through the last nine quarters of football? Oh, my God. How sad is that? Is that when was that? The you last week? Well, the, it was when I picked them against the Colts. And oh, they, yeah. had, they put up like 28, I think, in that uh, game before Andrew Luck and the boys uh, ran away with it. Ra- Colts put up like 40-plus in that game, by the way. The Raiders' defense is also terrible. Crazy. So, Raiders, you are on the clock. Yeah, I swear to God, if you guys watch that game, no, you guys are crazy. It's going to be a terrible football game. It's going to be what? terrible. If you bet it, if you watch it, yeah. like, it's <laughs> Good, good luck. Because you, you, at, at you're more they, of a football enthusiast than I am because I cannot watch a game like that. At least they put it at 305. Usually they only have the one 305 game and the rest start at 325. The NFL even threw us a bone here and they gave us Denver Chargers that also start at 305. So we don't even have to watch this for 20 minutes. Which is fair. Yeah, I'm good to see that, obviously. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with all of us picking Arizona. Uh, I figured it was going to happen because how bad Oakland is. And uh, no, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Dad takes Oakland. What, what Big Web took Oakland. He wants to He's know why wild. he got four wins last week. He takes Oakland. <laughs> what are you doing, Big Web? Me and Zach at Arizona. Yikes. Dad's got Oakland. We'll see how that happens. Not going to be good, Big Web. Uh, next up, we move on to another 3 o'clock game. We need to get him on the phone again and have him answer for this. I know. I agree. We'll talk to him next <laughs> week whenever they get killed. Denver Big Web, had, come back to me. <laughs> Denver had the Chargers. The Chargers are minus 7.5, uh, 3 o'clock on Sunday. Denver, uh, this, is a, this is an interesting spread. If the Broncos were at home. If they were at home. They're not, though. L.A.'s 
probably the top in, in the top five in the NFL. I think they're an unbelievable team. Yeah, they know how to move the football. Their defense has been showing up lately. Uh, to me, Denver just again one of those offenses that just can't move the ball. They don't have Demarius Thomas anymore, and they score late points. But in this kind of situation, I think the Chargers get up by like fourteen and just kind of coast. And I think seven and a half scary, so I would take it as a lock. But at home, LA is too tough. Even though they don't have like really a lot of set Chargers fans out there, they just seem to play better in the warm. You know, they're used to it. San Diego mm-hmm. going to LA, they're used to California. Yeah. So uh, I think they're going to roll in this one. I don't think you have to even think about it. Uh, the only thing that does scare me is it's a divisional matchup. So Denver could come out to play on defense. If the Chargers score more than 24 points, they will cover this game. So give me LA. I don't see Denver scoring more than 20. Yeah, the, the spread does scare me a little bit. I'm very confident the Chargers are going to win the football game, and I agree with your take that they're top five in the NFL. They're really freaking good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody thinks the Chiefs have this thing locked up. Well, we look. The Chiefs have one loss. The Chargers have two. Mm. So, like, imagine that. It, the Chargers could sneak up and win this division if they can get a head-to-head against the Chiefs later on this year. The Chargers are such a well-rounded football team. They have a pass rush. They have good players in the secondary. They can run the football. Their leading receiver is Melvin Gordon. They can pass the football. They have Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams. Uh, They're really, really good. They have Phillip Rivers also, who is... Maybe I wouldn't. You wouldn't put him in that same kind of class as Drew Brees, the Tom Brady, Big Ben's of the world. Uh, But he's probably right below that he's a solid quarterback and i i think the chargers are going to cover this one so i got la zach's got la and dan also with the la chargers uh clean sweep as they take on denver at home seven and a half points no big deal uh next one we got 325 last three o'clock game philly heading out to new orleans as the saints are minus seven and a half points Ah, this is tough it's tough to never to ever pick against new orleans it's tough to pick against them because you can. Uh, they score 35 on Cincinnati last week in the first half. Score 51 in total game. They just can outscore anybody. They can almost cover any over by themselves, too. I uh, I think this is a, a good pick. I, I honestly think Philly's a better team than they showed last week. I think Dallas got lucky. I think Zeke's the real deal, but I don't think that team's good enough to beat Philly on a regular basis. But New Orleans, 7.5. This should be 9.5, I really believe, just the way New Orleans has been running away with things. And you put them in the Superdome. Give me the Saints. Drew Brees, passing Brett Favre last week. He better win MVP. I mean, I know there's a lot of guys out there. but I want to see him win I would love to see him win an MVP and a Super Bowl. Hot take. I would love to see that and then see him hang it up. And, well, he's got one more year after this. But then hang it up because he'd be fine with that. Because he's Does just he? – I think he signed a two-year deal, I'm pretty sure. You're you're right. That sounds right. It was like uh, two-year, like $50 million or something. It was it was up there. But – I'm I'm really interested to watch him play his age forty season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because t- we heard all about Tom Brady in his age forty season last year looks better than ever. When really statistically, if you want to look it up, Brett Favre had a better age forty season than Tom Brady did. I'm True. just saying I love Tom Brady. He's a Michigan guy. I love him too. But I'm just, I I'm interested to watch uh, Drew Brees. And he may keep year. going. I'm just saying if he wins MVP in a Super Bowl this year, I bet he hangs it up no matter what after next year. He should. I, he should. He should go out on top. Even though he'll play one more year after if he doesn't win the Super Bowl the year after that, I still think that's uh, that's that's pretty cool. So has he ever won an MVP? I don't think so. I don't think he has either. Wow, that'd be cool. It's it, that poor guy, and I feel like it's he's finally, finally getting the recognition he deserves mm-hmm. because 
he always is considered behind Brady. He's always considered behind Rodgers. It's like we even have this conversation of whether is it, well, then who's the third best? Is it Breeze or is it Big Ben? Like, Breeze is so much better than Big Ben. Oh, yeah. Ben. Well, imagine, imagine when Peyton was playing, too. I mean, you yeah, he was me? never considered in that category. 100%. He was always, yeah. It was always Brady and Manning, Brady and Rodgers. It was never Brady and Breeze, and it, it really should be. Absolutely. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, he should get an MVP. And the way he's playing this year, he should win. But anything can happen. Anyway, I'm taking New Orleans. I like the way they're playing, and uh, any point spread really doesn't shock me with them. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints as well. Seven and a half is a little low. Ronald Darby, that third corner that they lost in the Dallas game, torn ACL, he's done for the year. So they're now, after losing to the Cowboys at home and Dak Prescott, they're going to go to the Superdome. I think that Carson Wentz wouldn't be surprised to see a better effort from this Philly offense. I would take the over in this one if mm-hmm. I was betting the game. But, uh, yeah, I think the Saints are going to win convincingly. I just don't think this Philly team is is the same Philly team it was last year. No. Nope. The injuries have kind of beat them up, and they've had too many good coaches walk out the door. I uh, I agree. And I think, again, it's just New Orleans is a team that's just way better than a lot of other teams. And, uh, you know, there's only about four that I really think are uh, dominant, I guess you could say. It's the Saints, the Rams, the Patriots, and the Chiefs. That's where I think yeah. it's at. I mean, the Panthers are good. Uh, I think, who else am I missing? I'm trying to think. Oh, Steelers are a pretty good team, but I think they have a lot of gaps. Those four, though, pretty solid. I, you know. I'd agree with that four. I, I think the Steelers are close to those four, not at, not quite as consistent. Chargers are up there, too. I, I yeah, didn't mention that, right. but they're, they're in that realm, too. Char- yeah, Char- Chargers, Steelers, Panthers are all kind of in the same same kind of category for me. I think the Saints and the Chiefs are the two best teams. I hope we see them meet in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're just getting outshined because of what the Chiefs are doing. The Chargers are are getting outshined just because the oh, Chiefs absolutely. are having such a great they're year. They're so flying under the radar. Oh, yeah, which is good for them. They probably don't give a shit. You know no, what I mean? They, like, probably, just, they probably love that. Remember, everybody was, wanting, everybody was wanting to can Anthony Lynn this year. Mm-hmm. Guys got him 7-2. and two. <laughs> Hate to see it. Hate to see it if you think that he should have been gone. I'm telling you. I think that's a... I, it's tough to go against them. I mean, it's, yeah. they're a fun team to watch. They are. Uh, going to Sunday Night Football, Minnesota. Going to Chicago. Bears are minus two and a half points. NFC North matchup. Should be a fun one. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm, I'm going with the underdog pick. I know Chicago's dominant in the home. And Trubisky, got to hate him. Got to hate him, but he's good. He, he played well last week. I, want, I don't want to say good as in like he's a future franchise quarterback type thing. I think he's good enough to stick around for a while. He's shown me more than I thought he had last week especially. Um, but that being said, though, I think Minnesota needs to make a step. They don't want Chicago to run away with this game. It's a, really a total underdog pick. Chicago should be the favorite. They're playing great football. But I'm going to take many. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that they're going to try to control the clock in this game, try to hit Thielen or Diggs for some couple big bombs and just kind of just run away with it. And uh, it's all about Chicago's offense. they got to make turnovers for that to happen. So I think Minnesota's defense has to step up. Give me the Vikings uh, plus 2.5. I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Wow. I think uh, the Vikings are still – kind of the team to beat in this division since uh, Green Bay has kind of flown under the radar, hasn't had a very good start to the year. They're kind of, uh, they don't know if they want to make the playoffs or tank and fire McCarthy. It, it depends on the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Zimmer is going to do a number on this uh, 
on this Bears offense. I think that it's going to be a really good game to watch, but I think Zimmer's going to do a good job, like he always does, of taking away the opposing offense's strength, which in this case is kind of the misdirection that the Bears bring in the run game. I think he'll take that away, and he's going to force Mitch Trubisky to, to beat them, essentially, and mm-hmm. I don't think that he can. I think uh, if... If Nagy isn't scheming guys wide open and guys aren't wide open because they're having to bring everybody down to play the responsibilities in their their weird, weird misdirection Chiefs-like running offense, they're, they're running QB power, mm-hmm. they're running Tariq Cohen all over the place like a little pinball, I think the Vikings will see that on tape and play it better than a lot of defenses have so far. And ultimately, I think when it comes down to it, I just don't think Trubisky can win him a game. All right, so there you go, Zach, and I have Minnesota. I thought I was going to be the only one on that. I was actually pretty shocked by that. i like to see it, though. We t- both take Minnesota. Dad goes with Chicago. I, I, I figured at least one people, one person would take Chicago. I thought it would be two against one. Hey, Minnesota's a good football team, and I think this is a trap game for Chicago, even though it's at home. I think it's going to be tough. Uh, moving on to last game, Monday Night Football. Kansas City heads out to L.A. at the Rams, that is. The Rams are minus two and a half points. Possibly the best game of the season. Possibly the best game of the season so far. What a game this is, this is going to be. I'm taking Kansas City. Uh, the way that offense has been going, the way that the Rams gave up points against New Orleans, should have lost by double digits. I mean, it should have been a blowout game. Should have lost by more than they did, I should say. Uh, Kansas City getting points at all, I love. I want to take them all day. I don't care where they're playing at. I think L.A. will keep up with them. I can see this being, seriously, I think I said this last week, like, 35, 32, like 40 to 38, something like that. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. Regardless, I got Kansas City winning the contest, so it doesn't matter. They're getting two and a half. The offense should flourish. And uh, the Rams just, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do against their top offense. It's going to prove a lot to see what they do. If they do make it to the Super Bowl against Kansas City, um, I think they can stop Brady. I think New England's offense is good enough to kind of run clock and kind of pace. Kansas City just explode. Let's go score as many points. We don't care how many you score against us. And that's, I think, scary for the Rams because the Saints were the same way. So give me Kansas City plus two and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. The Chiefs are getting points. It's not even a true road game. They're playing in Estadio Azteca down in Mexico. No, they're not so. anymore. They changed it. They're moving it they up did? to L.A. They changed it? As they of are. This, when did that happen? So I saw a report from Schefter, I believe. So we're recording this on Tuesday night. So I believe I saw it uh, earlier Tuesday afternoon. He said that they, they had Tuesday a concert okay. there. It got trashed. They were either going to actually postpone the game or move it to Los Angeles. They moved it to Los Angeles. Officially. So the Rams are now going to play. The Rams game are now home. hosting it. Yes, as far as I know, okay. that's what I believe. Yes. Well, okay, I guess it is true road game then. Yes. I was listening to one on one this morning, and they were talking about how the field conditions were so bad, but that they hadn't moved it yet. So I'll, I'll, that's I'll good check. To know. It. I believe Schefter tweeted it out well, this Schefter afternoon. Schefter tweet, tweeted it. That's 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 the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's the NFL Bible. We we all uh, bow down to Adam Schefter. <laughs> Well, regardless, even though it is a true road game, I am going to take Kansas City still. They're getting points, which is nice. I think Kansas City is a little bit better of a football team than the Rams are. Rams have the top rushing offense in the NFL, and I think you saw what the Packers were able to do, and not many people have been able to do this. It's a lot easier said than done, but if you can knock Jared Goff off his spots and make him a little bit uncomfortable and not let Todd Gurley run wild on you, just try to contain the guy and force... 16 to beat you mm-hmm. instead of let Todd Gurley beat you. You got a shot in that football game. We'll see if the Chiefs defense does any of that or if they're capable of it. They're not that good. I ultimately think that the Chiefs offense is just a little bit more high powered. They have more playmakers on that side of the ball. Rams just lost Cooper Cup for the season yep. to an ACL as well. So I like the Chiefs uh, and I'll take Kansas City. 
All right, and then that tweet is uh, Schefter five hours ago, and we're currently recording at 9.30. He says, Monday night's Chiefs-Rams game now is being moved from Mexico City to Los Angeles due to poor field conditions in Estadio Azteca per sources. So there you go. So it's official. It is in Los Angeles. But we all take Kansas City. Big Web also going. I think this is the first time Big Web is not taking the Rams this year. First time he's not taking the Rams. Really? Yeah, so see how that works out for him. Uh, your thoughts, your picks, 314-877-8597. We'd love to hear from you. Before we wrap it up, let's give you, before we get to Big Web's best four plays of the week, let's go locks of the week. Four and five for me. Atlanta killed me. My God. My lock. I loved a lot of games last week. I hit pretty much all of them. This is one I did not. Atlanta minus four and a half. Hurt, so I'm four and five. But we're coming back this week. Carolina minus three and a half at Detroit. I hate to do it to my Lions, but this is a lock. Uh, Carolina should beat them by a lot. They should score a lot of points. Stafford's going to have to show you a lot to have to stay in this contest. I just don't see them doing it. The offensive line's terrible. You got guys getting run over by defensive ends. I don't care if it's Khalil Mack or not. It was just embarrassing to see Taylor Decker just get run over like a train by a train. It was awful. Uh, I got to take Carolina. That's my lock. Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> That's who I'm taking to. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Are we allowed to do that? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to lock the Panthers as well. I think whenever you're 320 pounds and you just get run over, you're probably like, you're, you're not good. No. Like, you know, like when no. you're the biggest player on the football field in a sport that is pure physicality and you just get run over. You're probably not very probably good. not a good football no. player. No, so but I do I, I do shout out to Taylor Decker. He's usually pretty good. That's nah, not that yeah. was not good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's an Ohio State guy, so we don't like him anyways. Oh uh, yeah, well that well you're a Michigan guy, so I can't <laughs> just say that. But uh, I feel you there. So all right, so both taking Carolina. I dig that. Yeah, right. no, yeah, I'm a, I I like the Panthers. I think that they're for the reasons we talked about earlier. I think they're gonna waltz in there. They got a lot of energy. They need to win this game to try and keep pace uh, with the Saints. So and try to win that wild card spot as well that's going to be highly contested in the nfc you know how good i feel that you picked them because you're eight and two on locks you're the lock <laughs> king right now you're like what five or six straight now and uh, the fact like that, that we have the same pick god i'm finally gonna go to 500 this feels great <laughs> by the way yes please so. please listen to this man he's eight and two on locks folks eight and two on locks so if you want to hit carolina minus three and a half listen to the man he knows what he's talking about uh another guy that's doing good on locks big web seven oh. and three struggled overall okay. picks wise you think he's going for it but 7-3 on locks. Hits his locks. Took New Orleans minus 4.5 last week. This week, if I can find the text, he took the Saints again. So he's going with the Saints once again. Wow. Uh, big spread. Looking to cover. Yes, it is a big spread. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think New Orleans should cover that. It's 7.5 against Philly. Kind of scary. Kind of shocked he went with a lock there. But he likes the big favorites. He likes the big-time scoring teams. So there's Big Web's lock of the week, minus 7.5. And, and the four picks for the week. Four picks of the week. We mentioned Big Webb this season. He's had a good year, pretty good year, 23-17 and 17 overall against the spread. Last week went 2-2. Two and two. He had New Orleans minus 4.5, hit. New England minus 7.5, loss. Atlanta minus 4.5, loss. Carolina-Pittsburgh over, obvious hit. This week, he's got the Green Bay over as they're taking on Seattle. It is 49. 49 is all that over-under is. That's pretty wow. remarkable. The uh, majority of the Odd Sharks public also has the over in that one. So Green Bay over is the first one. Number two, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers in that one as well. That should be uh, – I think that's going to be a good cover. I like that one, minus 5.5 against Jacksonville, but it is on the road. So he's got Pittsburgh minus 5.5. He has – he puts San Diego. He threw me off. He met the L.A. Chargers. They're minus 7.5 against Denver. He's got them. And then finally, again, the lock also going with his best four plays. He's got the Saints – Minus seven and a half points. So that'll do it. That's Big Web's 
top four plays of Week 11. Me and Zach's Locks of the Week. And Zach, that's the number Week 11 episode. Yeah, there you go. I just so had a whole jumble of words. You, I didn't know how to say that. I just started talking, and I started throwing <laughs> words out there. Hey, it happens to the best of us. That's so right. Big web throughout the old San Diego Chargers. Yeah, you just put SD. Yeah. So San Diego Super Chargers. So I don't know if they like he jinxes them. I know they don't like being in L.A., but they are in L.A., so I think he might have just jinxed himself putting San Diego. So now I'm thinking about just going completely against San Diego <laughs> and going heavy on Denver. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you, you could do that. You could do that to, to go opposites. I don't think I'll do that, though. I do like <laughs> L.A. still. Uh, once again, 314-877-8597, voicemail inbox number, at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, everything else. Go watch the Beer Mile if you haven't seen it. If you're a Bruce on the Balcony fan, Nick only got through two laps. Hilarious. It Hilarious. was you, you terrible. You definitely need to go watch Zach that. Yale, great job. Zach Yale, that is Nick's brother. Zach Zook, that's your name. You did a great job on uh, the second camera, obviously. <laughs> Uh, you're probably happy to see him only run two because it's always tough running in the cold. You had to do it two and and had to buck up and you did a great job. You yeah. appreciate it. Well, I came I came I came in uh, in my work clothes, brought some big old old Jordan high tops from like five <laughs> years ago that I just wear to work. I dug them; they're good. And so yeah. yeah, so I I was running in those clip clopping all over the place around the <laughs> pond but hey we made it uh through at least part of it that's right absolutely so check that out on social media and uh once again guys good luck in week 11 we'll see you next week and uh god bless